Soccer the Great with my brother, the producer, the man, the legend, Eric. Hey, what's going on, my brother? He called me by my first name. Ah! Eric. (laughs) The man, the man. Oh, whoa, whoa. You know what? DJ EFN. What's going on, my brother? What's going on? We got Mario making the drinks back here. Whoa! That's the sound that I hear. What, bad, what, what is if, if Mario bad, making? I'm not Mario. I'm somebody else. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Mario. So get get your drink orders in. Homie's making the drinks. What are you yeah, serving, exactly. Mario? What are you making, Mario? Exactly. Exactly. Some Margarita? We're keeping it simple, guys. We're keeping it real here. <laughs> so, so Socrates, who do we have here today? Ooh, um, we got Kenny. Triple. Brooks the man. The legend. All right? And he's... He's honoring us with his presence here. We don't have, you know, that. You're bringing presents here? His <laughs> presence. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you yeah, was. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. They have called you Santa Claus before. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me tell you. To be called Santa Claus by Dave Chappelle is an honor. It's an honor. He can call me Santa Claus anytime. <laughs> he said Dave Chappelle. You call me Lance Santa Claus. At least he called me Lance Santa Claus. Hey, he, he was quick the, the, with the, the comeback. He said Dave Chappelle. And we edit, and there was a lot of edits in that one. There's a lot of good stuff in there. That was a good one. But yeah, man, thanks for coming through. He, yo, right now, what, what people don't know is he just laced us with the product. We did a, we did a, a joint outside. We did a whole sketch. Yeah. Um, Original shoe cleaner. Yeah, it's all. But no, this is more than a shoe cleaner. It's all purpose. It clean everything except bad credit. <laughs> yeah, so it's all over the way. Come like on, it'll, it'll clean bad credit soon. Sure, Coming right soon. I know, That's right. the next iteration of your product. Sure, then sure it, it, then it'll be Jesus in the bottle. <laughs> they'll be getting that at church. Sure, right there. They'll be at church right now shopping, you know? <laughs> and what actually made you like go into like the cleaning product and all that stuff, man? If, yeah. if you don't mind, if you don't mind, if it's a secret, <laughs> no, mom, no. a secret, a so secret recipe. We, we, we t- just so you know, just a disclaimer. We told you about Dominicans. So you, <laughs> yeah. you witnessing one right <laughs> here in front of you right now. You gotta read my, uh, my, my uh, you know, subtitles. Subtitles. <laughs> subtitle. All right, to be able to understand. You. <laughs> right, right, right. No, but no, I, I got into um, door-to-door sales like at 12 years old. I was like selling like a newspaper subscription. Like to get me some basketball shoes, and then I found my niche like at twelve years old. Then I was like a people person, cause I was afraid to talk to people. I was always like class clown and black sheep of the family. So you didn't care. Yeah, so I didn't. Yeah, my mom at first she was like, "Boy, you ain't about to go knock on nobody's door." You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And then when she saw that first paycheck, I made like three, four hundred dollars. She's like, "Keep doing it, keep doing it. You can pay the light bill, you can pay the gas bill." You know what I mean? So I I caught on, and then like fast forward to like twenty, like two thousand and like four, I was like nineteen. Um, that's when I started doing the traveling sales, like selling the cleaning product, like state So you did state. real deal door to door salesman stuff. So yeah, yeah, I went crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like and a lot then, of people don't even know that, like what door to door salesman. Yeah, like. it's like a secret to society. Yeah. It's like it's like the it's like the sales Illuminati. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. No, on God, like you, because like I learned at 12 years old, like I would never punch a clock unless I swung on Flavor Flav. Because it, so, <laughs> it was so much money in the industry, like knocking on doors. You can go to sleep broke, wake up a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? You could literally go from Warfare to Rockefeller. You know what I'm saying? When I start doing sales, I told my mom we ain't doing EBT. You need a none t-shirt of that. You know company, by the way. With we ain't doing no eat better today or none of that. You know what I'm saying? Put them on a t-shirt. Right. Yeah, you got so, slogans for days. Yeah. No, it's just like a gift. I don't know. I swear. People thought I was a rapper. I was like, no, nah, I don't need a rapper on Christmas. I can rap gifts. But <laughs> other than that, I just like, 
I just used to read a lot. You know what I mean? Like mm. at an early age, I was reading like Think and Grow Rich and that's you know how to win friends and influence people. Yeah, so yeah, so I got my kids. I got ten kids right now. They like eating. I love feeding them, but I got them reading the same. He's Dominican and he's shocked. No, I am, bro. I am. Wait, how many you got? Five. See, I think that's a lot. Yeah, you got to catch up, Mustard. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sound like you. He's like, less drinking, <laughs> more cocking. <laughs> more drink. Yeah, so, so nah. was, that was your first type of, like, official gig, kind of, like, profession. Yeah. Door to door. Yeah, that was, like, I, I after that, I never, like, really, like, did a nine to five, you know what I mean? I worked for I worked at Burger King for like thirty minutes and then I quit. <laughs> thirty yeah, minutes. I, I How'd that go? Come on, like my mentality minutes, on, after bro. I taste the commission, I couldn't like picture myself like doing like working my butt off and then we get, I get paid the same as somebody that don't really work. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, okay. So that that was like my mindset. And then I can't like you can't tell me I worked seven dollars an hour, ten dollars an hour, mm. or thirty when I didn't went and knocked on someone's door and they gave me like five thousand dollars just for making them laugh. You know what I'm saying? Laughter is the best medicine for the heart. One of my favorite. Slums, I said every time you make someone laugh, it adds 10 more years to their life. I wish I could have mm. made Whitney Houston laugh. Bobby Brown would have mm. listened to me. Like, that's one of my favorite <laughs> slogans because at the end of the day, I already know that, like, if you got personality, you can go real far. You know what I mean? Right, right. When I train people on sales and how to have fun, I tell them that, like, Chinese proverbs say, if you can't smile, you shouldn't open a store. So it's it's like it's crazy. I got like so many. I'm writing a TV show right now called Door to Door Chronicles because I got like 15 years of Door to Door, and a lot of people. I went viral before viral. Like I went viral like 2010 before Vine. When I went viral, the only person that went viral on the internet was that damn Daniel. Y'all remember him? The Vans. Yep. Yep. And you said like, on Vine? On Vine? No, I went viral before Vine. What, like what, uh, I went viral in 2010 what platform? What platform on YouTube. I had okay. my video had like 300 million views. And the what? craziest thing is that the lady that recorded me. So you see, like I got it. Like, I got to take you back down memory lane. So I went viral in 2010. But the craziest thing is that I think I went viral because God picked me because what I went through. Like, it ain't what happened is how you handle it. Because I, I got kidnapped by Indians to selling Jamie Foxx to knocking on Jamie Foxx's neighbor door. And she recorded me. And then that video went super You got You got to wheel it back. You can't yeah, say yeah. I got kidnapped by yeah, Indians. Right, Jamie Foxx. And then you got you to gotta, gotta, gotta rewind the tape with the pencil. And then you got to start slowly yeah. into that story. Right, so, yeah. So, like I was saying, like, I, I was like the top salesperson in the company, right? So I went, I started like in 2004, like I said, I was like 19. And then, um, like I said, when I, as soon as I got to um, to the company, I was working for like a millionaire. He was black. This was like the first millionaire that I like I met, you know what I'm saying? So he gave me like hope, like, damn, you really can make it. You ain't got to be an athlete or, or you know what I'm saying, or a rapper, you know what I'm saying, or sell drugs. <laughs> and what town you really is this can. you're working in? So, like, I, I'm from Detroit, but my brother talked me into, like, traveling state out of town because okay. he saw that I was making a lot of money at 12, 14 years old selling Detroit News and Free Press, you know what I mean? And what's crazy is that my grandmother passed away when I was, like, a senior in high school, and I dropped out of school and everything. I ain't even play basketball no more or nothing. And I was, like, depressed. And then he, I remember my, I remember um, we had a funeral, and, um, <clears throat> Like, you know how you go up and they be like, you want to say something about your grandmother? And I went up and did a comedy show. Like, everybody was sad and I just read the crowd. I was like, man, I'm about to just crack jokes. You know what I'm saying? And I had everybody <laughs> laughing and that's when my family was like, dang, he really got this gift. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then my brother, after that, he was like, bro, you need to go out of town with this personality. You can make, like, you could be a millionaire. Because my friend, he do door-to-door sales right now and he ain't half as good as you. And he just said he just made $2,000 last week. Mm. <clears throat> so I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So he even went with me. So we was on a Greyhound bus, right? So they mm -hmm. paid for our ticket to from like Detroit to Minnesota. It was like a two day bus ride. Whoa. I tell my when I got the bus I smelled like I needed to be alone. Like that's how crazy it was. So <laughs> What year I, was that? What year was that? Huh? What year? 
That was like 2004. Four, 2004. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um. I remember as soon as I talked to, um, shout out Miss Edwards, that was my mentor at the time. I was like, hey, how do you become a millionaire? Because I asked him, because they said the dumbest question is the one you don't ask. So I remember asking mm-hmm. him, and he was like, um, he started telling me all of these different like things that stuck with me. He was like, it ain't your fault if you was born poor. If you over the age of 18, you die poor, that's your fault. You have something to do with mm-hmm. it. Then he just started telling me, like, it ain't how much money you make, it's how much you save. He was like, matter of fact, your first check, you want to like invest in yourself. So my first week, I made like 800 bucks. <clears throat> And that 800 bucks, I spent like half of that on just books. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like self-improvement books, right. self-help mm-hmm. books, sales books. Like, I, I bought like Zig Ziglar Closing of a Sale. I bought um, a lot of Napoleon Hill. You know what I'm saying? Law of Success. Uh, I bought um, 48 Laws of Power. I was just buying books. You know what I'm saying? And what's crazy is that I became stronger than the Holy Ghost mentally. Like, because I knew sales was like 90% mental and it's 10% physical. You got to fake it till you make it. So that like set me up for like now in life because I went through like, like I said, I got a story about, I got a story where I knocked on a racist town door. Like I was in a racist town where they didn't like black people. Like they had KKK compounds. I was knocking on the door. Hey, don't shoot! I'm the KKK too, the cool color kid. Like I'm, <laughs> so, yeah, and so you know the type no, of town you're in. Yeah, you I knew that. Going like, door to door. No, because it's no guts, no glory. You uh. feel me? I'm like in Detroit, they racist. Like right. you can be the same color, and they gonna shoot you just because you got on jury. You know right. how it is. Right, right, so right. I, look, I look at races like way different than other people look at. See, our perception is our reality. I don't look at because you call me on my name. You racist. The same dude that said, get off my porch, nigger. I said, where that nigga at? You owe me $5. He started busting out laughing. <laughs> and he supported me. You know what I'm saying? So right. to me, you wasn't racist. You know what I mean? So anyway, to make a long story short, I got an episode called The N-Word. I got another episode called Suicide, How My Personality Saved This Lady Life. So all of this happened because I knew how to control my mindset. You know what I mean? Right, so it right. set me up for like... Four or five years later down the line, like two thousand fast forward from two thousand four being a new man to buying these books to two thousand and nine, I'm working this Indian reservation in um Temecula, California called Saboba. You know what I'm saying? And at the time I was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Like California, they big on gangs, you know what I mean? Right. So what happened was that <clears throat> I was like the top salesperson in the company for like five years straight. From a new man to like 2009, they had me training top, people. You know what I'm saying? I was guy. Yeah, they had me training. Like I had to take people to the doors with me and they had to mimic me. You know what I'm saying? I used to tell the customers, like, look, I used to tell my trainee, like, look, if I laugh, you laugh. If I high five this customer, you high five the customer. If I slap her, then you slap me because I ain't supposed to happen. Because we had to do the three L's, look, listen, and learn. You know what I mean? So anyway, to make a long story short, like this one, this one Indian guy, he had this one Indian dude. He ended up beating me that day in sales, you feel me? And like in sales, like I like my pride is everything. You know what I'm saying? He ended up beating me. I was like, and, and, and what upset me is that he never spoke to me like a day in his life, you feel me? Until this one but day he beat him, me. But did you train him? No, somebody else trained him. He was experienced like me. But the okay. whole thing is that everybody like it's lonely at the top. So everybody can't be number one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he was going for that number one spot, you know, like ludicrous. Anyway, to make a long story short, he finally beat me that day, right? And then he started talking crazy. So, and, and back in the day when I got paid, we got paid by bets, bonus, and commission. Like, we got paid three ways. We was off a sliding commission scale where you can go from Welfare to Rockefeller. You know what I'm saying? You start off at 25% to 50% depends on your sales at the end of the week. Then we got paid off bonuses. Like, they had, like, daily uh, incentives, like, when you do your job. And then we had bets where you could bet other salespeople. So I got in a meeting. I was like, I raised my hand. I said, look, I got a bet. 
And they was like, um, what's the bet? I said, I got $500. I'm going to go work the same neighborhood Chris work, and I'm going to double his sales. Because he had like 45 sales in, the, in that neighborhood, and I had like 20-some, and he was talking crazy to me. So the next day, I mean, th that same day, we had like a motivational meeting, then we went to go to work. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So I get dropped off in an Indian reservation. And you bet. Made a $500 bet, right. So the first door I knock on, what's crazy is that I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. I just know, like, the first door I knocked on, dude had a gate, so I shook his gate because we got to use, like, you know, common sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm from the hood, so I ain't about to just walk in nobody's gate. They probably got dogs, alligators, dogs. So I'm shaking the gate, and I hear this dude on the side, like, he turned down his music, but he on the side washing his car. I was like, hey, how's it going, sir? And then he was like, get off my property before I blow your head off. And he, and he like, I was like... I stumbled, like, what the hell? And then I laughed a little bit. He's like, oh, you think I'm playing? And he went, reached in his car and grabbed his gun and started following uh, me. I ain't even get inside his gate, so I'm walking, like, off his property now. I'm like, oh, this dude crazy. So I'm start walking. As I'm walking, I can hear, like, his footprints. Like, so I, like, glanced a little bit, and I seen he was, like, from, like, where he at. So I jumped on my phone. I'm like, hey, bro, you got to come get me. I'm telling my manager, you got to come get me. And he started laughing. Like, true story. He was like, bro, ain't you Kenny Brooks? You... He was like, ain't you from Detroit? You used to guns. I said, yeah, I'm used to people pulling out guns, but I be in the house. I can't go in nobody. You know what I'm saying? Right. So then he was like, bro, he was like, you was just selling all them whip tickets in a meeting. He was like, uh, he was like, look, I can't do nothing right now because I'm in the middle of traffic. I'm like 15 minutes away from you, dropping off the rest of your team. But after you get off the phone with me, if he's still following you, just call the police. So when I hang up, I look back. Dude then went back to his house. He And I thought, I just put two to two together. I said, maybe he thought that I was on the phone with the police, you know what I'm saying? So I start walking like in the middle of the street. I see the school, you know what I'm saying, to the left. So I start walking towards the school because it was like kids out playing. I'm like, let me go by the school because yeah, he, he ain't about to try to smoke me in front of no kids, exactly. So as I'm walking towards the school, this lady like opened her door and see me and hurry up and slammed it. I ran straight over to her door. I said, man, this is help right now. So I ran over there. I knocked on the door. Y'all remember Friday the movie? Yeah. <laughs> Remember how Ice Cube opened the door for the Jehovah's Witness and they got those black screen doors mm -hmm. like where they can see you but you can't see in their house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that she had one of those doors. So anyway, I bang on her door and she opened the door and then I was like, she was like, how can I help you? I was like, don't shoot. I'm just a chocolate kid. And she was like, is you dark chocolate or light chocolate? I'm like, what the hell? This is a chocolate competition? I said, I'm dark chocolate. She said, well, you dark chocolate like African American? I said, yes, ma'am. She was like, oh my God, what are you doing in my neighborhood? I'm surprised one of my nephews ain't terrorized. I'm like, what the hell? She was like, come in. So she just invited me in her house didn't even know me from a can of paint so as i'm walking her house she got her little stick like you feel me like walking slower than medusas i'm like what the hell so as she walking like real slow i noticed that she was blind that's why she said as you dark oh, she, right. you know what i'm saying she couldn't really see me so then she was like wait wait not not give me a second she was like now what you out what you in this neighborhood doing and i went back to sales mode i said i thought you never actually you see this spot right here so i got she was like wait wait you trying to sell me something she's like wait she's like oh my god she's like do you know what's going on in my neighborhood then she started explaining to me like it was a black gang and they beefing with the indian gang on their reservation and oh. she said that the black gang came over there and murdered her brother now her brother uh sons that one of the sons pulled a gun out on me, you know what I'm saying? She was like, he stay at the corner. I'm like, that's the, you know right. what I'm saying? And then she was like, she was like, she was like, so what you, what you, what, what you trying to sell me? And then she was like, promise me one thing. I was like, what? She was like, I'm gonna buy whatever you get selling. She was like, how many bottles you got? I was like, I got four bottles. She was like, I'm gonna buy them four bottles under one case. I was like, what's that? She was like, you gotta call your um manager and have him come pick you up right now, cause I, I ain't about to let you leave until he come get you. I was like, all right, bet. So I called my manager after she bought the four bottles. And he said, cause now it's like 15, 20 minutes past. And he said he was 15 minutes away, you know uh -huh. what I mean? So anyway, he like, yeah, I'm, I'm right outside. So when I hang up, I walk out, I see the white van pulling up, you feel me? As I, soon as I leave her property, 
like as soon as I walked off of her porch, bro, like five four wheelers just surrounded me, like cut me off. Jeez. And then dude jumped off the four wheel. He did like a wild spin, almost crashed. And then like a big ass, excuse my French Montana, but this big old last of the Mohegan sword fell off the bike, and he started tripping like. I know this sound like a movie, but this is exactly how it went. It's crazy. So anyway, he started tripping, right? He started cussing me out and stuff. He was like, you thought I was playing? Didn't I tell you to leave my neighbor? He's like, my brother about to pull up in this brown native pride truck. You don't get in, I'm going to blow your head off. Look, soon as he said that, my van just left. Like, they just left me. What? So I just started crying. I didn't know what else to do. I'm like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? And then I was actually about to walk and get in the truck. As soon as I, like, reached my foot up to get in, like... An unmarked police car came out of nowhere, I swear to God, and like came to me. And I just was like in tears, like almost pissed on myself and everything. And then what's crazy is that I was like, it took me like 15 to 20 minutes to even gather everything because he was asking me all of these questions. I'm stuttering like Ruben and everything. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to digest everything. What happened? And then um, I remember saying, um, I was like, did somebody call you? Because I'm thinking a lady called him, you feel me? Because he came, like, you know what I mean? He was like, no, I just happened to monitor this area. Then he was telling me, like, wow. it's a lot of, like, crime been going on in the last couple of days, like shootouts, kidnapping, all type of gang stuff. He was like, I don't even know why they dropped you off here. And then, so, this was, like, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, right? So, and when he, I forgot to tell you, as soon as he picked me up, the, the truck, like, did 50, like, did a reverse, like, and went that way. And then the four-wheelers start going through the neighborhood, like, and, and, like, and, like, they went through cuts and stuff. So he couldn't really do nothing because he came by. So he called backup. So I was in his car for, like, 15, 20 minutes before he even left, you know what I'm saying? But he was waiting for backup to come. I seen helicopters coming, like, 10 squat cars, you know what I'm saying? They zoomed in there like somebody got murdered. And then he took me to the precinct, right? So this is, like, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. They didn't find these dudes till, like, 7 o'clock at night. So I'm, I'm, like, sleep. They had me, like, in a waiting room, and I'm sleeping. And they come wake me up like, all right, this is the last thing. We need you to point these guys out. They had like five people walk in this little room. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to be 6'9 before 6'9. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, was like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't even want to. You feel me? But I had to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, after that, yeah, so they end up letting me go, right? So when they let me go, the van finally picked me up. When I tell you the whole Detroit came out, as soon as I seen them, they smiling and stuff. Man, I snapped. I said, I, you... Man, I was about to fight them. I ain't even gonna lie. I was, I was just, I was like, y'all left me out here to die with a forty dollar bottle cleaner. I've been y'all top sales for five years. Y'all ain't shit. I was like, give me back to Detroit. I quit. I'm about to let everybody know y'all scams. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? And then so they end up flying me back to Detroit. So this happened like 2009, like November. So Thanksgiving it happened, Christmas, my birthday, New Year's. So now it's February, right? 2010. So my, me and my mom, like, I forgot we was like in the house. I don't even know how they got her address, but they we get a knock on the door, and this dude served us with a subpoena. You know, like a subpoena means you got to go to court right. to testify. Right. And I was like, I ain't about to go back to no California. They got me twisted. <laughs> She's like, no, you got to go. Like, it's mandatory. You know what I mean? She's like, you can get in trouble. So they end up flying me to L.A., right? So anyway, <clears throat> this like two days later, too. It was like the beginning of February, like right before like Valentine's Day. Anyway, make a long story short. So I get to L.A. and they pick me up. As soon as I get off the plane, this dude holding the sign said, Kenny Brooks with a suit. I'm like, what the hell? Who is this dude? So I'm like, how you even know my name? Anyway, they put me in like a bulletproof like suburban. I'm like, I feel like President fuck? Obama. I swear to God. <laughs> then they took me to like Palmdale, like in the middle of the desert. You feel me? And it's like Sunday night. Like, so I had court in the morning, like 8 o'clock in the morning, Monday morning. So they wake me up like 6 in the morning, like, hey. We got to uh, drive you like an hour and a half to court. You gonna, We going to eat breakfast, stop, boom, boom. So we stop, ate a little breakfast, and then we get to court. So I had to go through the metal detector everything. So now it's like 745. 
So as soon as I get upstairs, I knew something wasn't right about this day. I'm over there shaking like a stripper, like nervous as hell. <laughs> so I, I was like, man, I got to use the restroom. So I go to the restroom. So there's two dudes standing on one side of the door and the other side of the door. In so the, I walk in, the in, you know, they standing like monitoring me, like, because they was like escorting me everywhere. You feel me? Oh, okay, so you. it was one dude like with a suit and a blue. Yeah, exactly. So one dude was on this side about the other dude was right there. And I walk straight in. As soon as I walk in, this big Indian dude walking out. He was like, hey, you motherfucker. And he went like this. And I took off. Oh, running. Like, I ran <laughs> so fast. Bro, I swear to God, I turned to Hussein Bo. I, I just ran until, like, I, like I ran, like, because it was an elevator, like, right there. I just ran, like, somebody trying to kill me, and I ran the opposite way and saw the exit. It's true story. And I ran down the exit. I just ran out of the courtroom, and then I just kept running. And I seen, like, a gas station. Instead of me running inside the gas station, I ran behind it, and I started kicking on the back, like, door, like, where they take the trash out. So this dude came out with, like, the garbage. And I'm like, please, I need to use a phone. Somebody trying to kill me. And he ended up letting me use a phone. He called the police. So, like, 10 minutes go by, and I'm, like, still nervous. I'm, like, man, I said, can I use your phone again? They not coming. So I ended up calling my mom and stuff. I'm, like, I forgot what I said, but I know she said she couldn't afford to get me back home. You know what I'm saying? So she was, like, wait, ain't you in California? She's, like, yeah, that company that you was with in California, why don't you call them? They probably can get you back home. So I was, like, that's what I'm going to do. So I called them, you feel me? And um, the same manager I cussed out and stuff, I was, like, look, I told him my situation. Like, I'm stranded, just People try to kill me, but more. I was like, I need you to talk to the owner, see if y'all get me back home. I know he should, because y'all owe me. I've been y'all top salesperson. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, all right, let me call you back. So he called me back in like two minutes. He was like, all right, look, we could do one or two things. I just talked to the owner. The owner said we could pay for you a Greyhound back home. It's like 300 bucks, 280 bucks. We'll cover that. He was like, I'll come get you right now. The only thing is that your Greyhound bus don't leave until tonight, like 6, 7 o'clock. And it was like 8 o'clock in the morning. He was like, or mm. number two, I can come pick you up. And I could drop you off in a neighborhood where you could go make some sales because he said that your <laughs> flight is like six hundred bucks <laughs> to get back to Detroit. And he said he, he, he said he only could pay half you of your ticket, right? He was like, so we can use your commission off your sales, and then we can get you back to Detroit. So I thought about I'm saying first I was gonna do the Greyhound, but then when I thought about my situation, I said hell no. Nah. I ain't about to say no Greyhound for no 12 hours and they come find me again and say, hey, you mother, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I said, look, no guts, no glory, come pick me up. I said, you got to drop me off in a nice, rich neighborhood where I know they ain't about to do nothing crazy and y'all got to come back every five minutes, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, the first, he came and picked me up, you know what I'm saying? They dropped me off in the neighborhood, so I'm knocking for like three, four hours trying to make people laugh, crack, and joke. It wasn't working because that was not on my mind at the time. Like, I was trying to fake it till I make it, but I kept right, getting right. flashbacks of what's going been going back. on, you feel me? So I'm over there crying on the corner about to quit and everything, and I just said like a quick prayer. I don't even know what I said, but when I tell you God work in mysterious ways, this next door I knocked on, right, this white cool dude, oh, he like, like 50, 60, he come to the door, he was just cool. His energy just set it off. He was like, oh, how can I help you, young man? What y'all here doing? I was like, I thought you never asked. I was like, you see the spot? I started cleaning stuff. He was like, wait, do it clean hard water? Like, am I black? He was like, you sure is? I was like, lead me to it. Watch me do it. And then he <laughs> let me in his house, right? As I'm walking in his house, I see he got pictures of like Shaq, Kobe, what? Nick Van Axel, Magic Johnson, Kareem. I'm like, what the hell? I was like, you must be a doctor. He was like, how did you know? I was like, you got a lot of patience. Then he started laughing. He was like, no, I'm really a doctor for real. He's like, he's been a doctor for the Lakers for like 30 years. Oh, shit. Whoa. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. So he ended up buying like two bottles when I clinked the hard water. He was like, you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy? And I was like, yeah, this is a vehicle that's driving me to, to my success because they said if you can go to someone's door that you never met before and make them laugh with your sense of humor, you won't be afraid to perform in front of an audience. He was like, yeah, that's dope. He was like, you know, Jamie Foxx, stay right there, right? And when I, as soon as he said that, I turned into a groupie. <laughs> I just ran over there like, oh, yeah, this is my big break. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and when I ran over there, I left my bag. He ended up coming like, hey, you left your product. And I was like, oh, shoot. 
So I run back over there when I grab my product, and he had like a gate. You couldn't even see his house. His, his gate, his house was like all, I couldn't even see his house. So I'm ringing a buzzer because he had like a buzzer on his gate, where you, you know what I'm saying? And then it kept ringing, then an intercom came on and stuff like, I don't know, it sounded like a telemarket. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they tried to sell me some. So I hung up, right? So I go to the next door. The next door is like, I don't know if y'all seen my original video that went crazy, like back in the day when I cleaned like the white people. I was at their porch and I cleaned their plant vase and all that. I'm going to show y'all later on. But right. that video, that's the house that I was at. So I'm on my way to their house. I'm in front of their house about to walk up, you feel me? And I see like a brown two-tone Maybach pulling the gate. I'm like, oh, shit, that got to be Jamie. So I run back <laughs> over there, right? But he had one of those sensor gates. So the gate was closing. But when I got this close, my body must hit the sensor and the gate start opening back up. So I'm happy. I'm like, hell, yeah, I'm about to sell Jamie Foxx. I'm walking <laughs> in this gate. Next thing I know, his camera started moving and he started talking on his intercom. And I started backing up. He's like, get out of here. No trespassing. <laughs> so I started backing up like, oh, shoot. Then the gate closed. And I was like, COD. And then he was like, all right, one second. So the gate closed and he pulling his garage. <laughs> then he come back like two minutes later, like on a golf cart. So as he driving up, I'm like, damn, it's really Jamie Foxx. Because I can see his ears from like a mile away. You feel me? <laughs> so as he driving up, you feel me? He must have seen like my spray bottle off my lap. He's like, wait, wait, you trying to sell me something? I thought you said COD. I was like, yeah, come on down. And then he started busting out laughing. He was like, oh, not only is you funny, you funny looking. He's like, boy, I bet you with that real if you sneeze you could bite a hole in your chest i was like oh you got jokes i was like boy you got all that money with them big old ears yo why your earrings so little they look like sugar and then he started cracking up laughing and off of that joke he was like man get in i like you and then he like drove me he had me sit on the passenger side of his golf cart and he just drove me to his house and he just told me his whole life story like how he was from like terrell texas real name ain't jamie he told me that he was a shoe salesman he was like man you remind me of myself when i was younger because i was a hustler like you i had to like conversation, the gift of gab and all that. He's like, man, keep it up. You're on your way. And I just start crying out of nowhere. And he's like, what happened? I was like, man, I wasn't even supposed to meet you. I just had got kidnapped by Indians. And he was like, what you was doing at 7-Eleven? And then I just started laughing. And then he just told me, like, I swear, he just told me this inspiring story, like how, like, um, he said he used to go to, he used to do door, he used to do sales in the daytime, and he used to go to open mics at night. And he said that he remember he used to go to, like, a lot of open mics, and people wasn't even messing with him because they used to always pick females first. And he said one day he wrote on the list, like, Jamie Foxx. And they thought it was a female, and they picked him, and he started doing a Wanda thing. And then he said the next day he went door-to-door, -door and this dude didn't even buy from him. And then he gave him an audition to do a Living Color. That's how he got big, wow. his big break. And I was like, dang. And then he was like, well, you ain't, I ain't got nothing on you. He was like, because I got to go back to being a slave. Remember that movie, The Django? Yeah. Like, it was around that time. He was like, he only came home because he left his script, you know what I'm saying, like for his movie. And he ended up like buying a bottle signed. I don't even think we took a picture, but he ended up buying. And then I go to the next door, and that's when... They recorded me. I'm gonna be quick, like Nestle, be like Michael Jackson. That's when all that happened. So, so the next exactly, house was the next house went was, viral. That went viral. So those that's a so, chain of events that changed your life. All of that. Yeah, but it's crazy because like all of these years. So I went viral 2010. I'm still going door to door with a super viral video. I ain't even know I went viral. Right? Was crazy. I found out 2017 I went viral because you know ridiculousness. That show. Mm -hmm. They reached out to me. It was like they wanted to pay me to come on a show. But they only wanted to pay me like 150 bucks and like I can bring like two guests. And they said they paid the lady that recorded me. Mm -hmm. They paid her $20,000 for the copyright of the what? video. Oh, hell I no. said, that's highway robbery. So you're going to pay her all that money, but you're only going to give me 150 
you work at me like a Hebrew slave. I said, I can't do it. <laughs> so anyway, I end up contacting a lady because at the time I had like five or six kids. You know what I'm saying? I had like a village going on. I'm like, man, how you going to, you know what I'm saying? Come to find out the lady made like 800K off the video. Jeez. Because it generated like 200 some, 200 some million views. And at the time, YouTube was giving you $2,000 each million view. So if you do $2,000 times 280 million, you do the math. Then she got money off Tosh.0, America's Funniest Home Video, you know, uh, uh, ridiculousness, you know what I'm saying? Like, she was exposed, you know what I mean? So anyway, what's crazy is that, like, once, so I tried to sue the lady, I ain't even gonna lie. I went and got me an entertainment lawyer, everything, and then I had to pay, like, $5,000 just to talk to these people to see if I can win a case. And, like, I remember they charged, like, $1,000 an hour, and I was there for, like, five hours trying to figure this out. I ended up having to pay them 5000 and time to find out. They was like, well, you know you can't sue her. We just reviewed the video. He was like, look at it. They was like, you see this part right here? She was like, can I put this on YouTube? He was like, yeah. They was like, you basically gave her a verbal agreement right. that she could post yeah. it. You know what I mean? So then I was like, fuck. So she got mad. She contacted me, like, a week later, like, well, I can't believe you could have just talked to me. You're going to go behind my back trying to sue me. I'm just going to take the video down. So she took the video down. Yeah, like, 300 million views at the time. It's, like, 2017. So I moved to L.A., and I started, like, going to – I started doing stand-up comedy. Then I started getting in the skits world because I was, like, super viral before viral. So this when I started meeting, like, King Batch and Logan Paul and all of the, like, Viners. They went, like – they knew me from back. Like, they was like, damn, you the OG sale. You know what right. I'm saying? So they start giving me game on how to monetize. I started my YouTube and my Instagram and stuff. You know what I mean? And then, like, I was doing a skit at this skit party. And I remember telling this same story to, like, some creators that do, like, inf like Instagram and, you, excuse me, YouTube. And Jamie Foxx's nephew happened to be there. He was like, bro, my uncle told me this story. I'm about to FaceTime him. And he ended up FaceTiming Jamie Foxx. So he said, he's like, boy, you still ugly. And <laughs> I swear to God. And then we just started chopping it up. And then I was like, man, I just want to thank you for calling your neighbor that day. Because when you called your neighbor, I went viral and my whole life changed. He was like, bro, let me tell you something about my neighbor. He was like, I had to move out that neighborhood. They was racist. He was like, tell me why you left. As soon as you left my house, my neighbor called and said, Jamie, I want to give you a heads up. This is black suspicious dude. Look like he's trying to break in your house. He was like, no, he's not. He's an aspiring comedian. I just bought a product for him. Maybe mm. you should open the door and listen to him. He said, the only reason they opened the door and recorded you because they thought that you was breaking the houses. And if the police came, they had you on film. Wow. And I was like, wow. Yeah. So. Damn. That's hot. Yeah. You sound like a very yeah, religious person. Yeah, I'm well, that Christian. everything happens for a per for a purpose. Do you do you believe that? I do. So what's crazy is that um, shout out to Bob Proctor, rest in peace. I believe in like the secret. I'm in I'm in a new documentary called The Secret Two. He just passed away, but he did a documentary on like a lot of influential people, and he actually they did like an interview on me, like with like because you know they believe in like the laws, the law of um, attraction, attraction right? and how you manifest things. Because he was like, look, I'm telling you, just off your story. Like, you just special because this couldn't happen to nobody else. You know what I mean? But I, like, manifested, like, positive. Because just imagine like if I would have... Yeah, just imagine if I would have said, fuck that, I ain't going to court. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I just take that Greyhound bus. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be here with y'all today right, doing a right. podcast. You know what I mean? And that, 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 that really, like... I just believe in, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just being positive. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, if there's a will, that's a way. You know what I mean? You know? 
Like somebody told me a long time ago, if you pitch your problems on the table and somebody else pitch their problems on the table, if you see their problems, you'll pick your problems up. Cause you mm-hmm. can pitch your problems on the table like, yep. dang man, I just got laid off from my job, and then this person pitch their problems on the table like, dang, I just found out I got cancer, I got two weeks to live. You can right, pick your right, problems right. up like, man, yeah, ain't yeah, nothing. Yeah. So you just gotta count your blessings, not your troubles. You know what I mean? Sure. I remember my last story. I want to tell y'all cause it's like super, well, hey, like it's super like <laughs> devastating. But I feel like it's just like for people that's out there listening, it's you necessary. never cause I, I like I love the mental health awareness, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right, right. Because you never know what people yep. are going yep. through. Somebody probably be inspired or want to listen to this, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And I remember yeah. knocking on someone's door, right? And like I was always like a leader, like at, at, at a young age, I used to do like negative things, have my little brothers and sisters like hitting licks, going stores and stealing stuff. And they have followed me to a gas station to start a death. You know what I mean? You can lead a horse to water, you can't make them drink it. But I remember I used to train my siblings to do negative things. So I knew I could be a good leader once I had the right, the you know, leadership frame, and right. just, you know what I'm saying, going down the right path, you know what I'm saying, having your blinders on. And I remember like I was working in this town called uh Mefra, Oregon. So you got to understand, I, I, I did door-to-door for like 15 years, and I used to work eight days a week, and my work ethic was impeccable because work ethics always outdo talent. You know what I'm saying? You could be the most talented person in the world, but if you lazy, people ain't going to notice your talent. But if you got great work ethics, you know what I'm saying? Like Will Smith said, I'm a down this treadmill. You know what I mean? Right. So I looked at it like if I just keep working hard and I just keep – like, you know what I'm saying, just feeding myself good energy and just keep on putting good energy out there, I know I'm going to be a good, successful person. So I remember, like, taking my team out. You know what I'm saying? I had to lead by example because, you know what I'm saying, a pair of lips will say anything. I could tell you how to do something, but they looking at me like, oh, I want to see you do it first. I can't tell you, to, all right, this is how you do it, and then I ain't doing it. You know what I mean? Right. So anyway, like, leadership is when no one's watching. So I remember telling my team, like, bro, it was raining. So about Medford, Oregon, that's like one of the suicide states Back in the day, it was because it's depressed people. It rained like 80% of the year, you know what I'm saying? So people don't even want to come outside. So can you imagine knocking doors all day in the rain? So my team, they was already negative. They ain't want to knock, you know what I'm saying? They like, man, these people negative. They slamming the doors in my face. Let us see how you do it. I was like, come on, let's go. So I go to the first door. It's crazy how God used you as an example, you know what I mean? Because the idle mind is a devil workshop. So I remember knocking on... The first door, and this lady come out cussing us out. She's like, get off my property. Whatever you selling, I don't want. I'm about to call the fucking police where your license at. And I said, okay, we're going to see you around like a donut. And I was like, God bless you. <laughs> as soon as I said that, like, her whole facial expression changed. Like, she had a smirk, but a tear dropped her eye. And I'm like, what the hell? So how I talk to people, like, see, when I wake up, I just want to make people day. I don't even care about selling you. People don't understand that, like, you got to sell the sizzle. They're going to eat the steak. You know what I mean? So I sell. The first thing I'm going to sell is myself, and I'm not a prostitute. I'm just going to get you to love me. Right. That's how I was. I, I think I was born in this world to teach people that. So anyway, I remember this lady had a tear down her eye. You feel me? And she was like, what did you say to me? And I was like, I just said, we're going to see you around like a donut. Jesus didn't sell everybody. And I just mm-hmm. said it calm, you know what I mean? Because I read her because the eyes, the window to the soul. And she was like, you a Christian? I was like, yes, ma'am. And then she just apologized. She just started crying. I was like, you know what? I apologize for coming at y'all like this. She was like, you got to be the most specialist person in the world because, like, you just got a great attitude and it's raining and you just out here just positive. She was like... I'm really sorry that I came at you like that. I just got some bad news that I just lost my son in a car accident mm. Whoa, before man. you knocked on my door. I wasn't expecting no salesperson. And then I just did like moment of silence for her son. You know what I mean? And then she was like, but what you selling? And I went back in the sales mall. I said, you see the spot right here? And I started cleaning. I swear to God. And then she told me to come in her house. She was like, if you clean this spot off my carpet, I'm going to buy. So as I'm walking in her house, I see this gun on the table. I'm like, oh, don't shoot. I'm at the wrong house. She's like, no, let me tell you something. Right before you knocked on my door, I was just about to blow my brains out. 
She was like, but you just saved my life with your personality. And me and this lady still friends to this day. Wow. She got a real estate company and everything. So you never know what people are going through. Just imagine yeah, yeah, if I would have been like a yeah, negative yeah. person because she yeah. cussed me out. You know what I'm saying? They say it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. You know what I mean? So Yeah, so I just wanted to share that. Man, that was deep. Yeah, That's yeah, crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see after that, you know? Yeah, that's that's some deep ass shit, man. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, you sure you not a preacher, man, or anything like that? Yeah, soccer's he's about to cry, bro. Nah, man, I have to take my glasses off and all that, man. So you go home and make five more babies. So let's talk Miami. You in Miami right now? Well, this is your first time. No, this like. So it was crazy. Like I said, I got 15 years of door-to-door experience. So I, I, I've been in Miami. I knocked, but we used to knock like in the good areas. You know what I mean? Right. I don't even remember where we used to knock at. <laughs> it was crazy. Because I ain't been here in like eight Girl, or nine dude. years. So yeah, that we I think we did knock. I just, it's been so long though. I just know we knocked like with the rich area. Like, so like fast forward now, I haven't been here since like 2012 or something. Wow. And then my first time coming back out here was like October. Cause Timberland, you know, the producer, he reached right. out to me and was crazy. Like he just said one day he was like depressed or something. And he said that his um he said his daughter, somebody sent them my TikTok. And he said he was watching it for like two hours, just cracking up. <laughs> then he just DM'd me, like, bro, I need to get you to Miami, let's work. And then we did like four or five videos that went super viral. Then he flew me back out here. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. Then we did some more content. Then I ran into him. I had DM because he DM me because that's one thing. Like I got a team that answer my DMs, but I be so active on my phone. So when he reached out, I was like, "Yeah, I'm out here. Let's do a podcast." You know what I'm saying? Because I like I got a story that USA Today love, and I feel like that I don't mind doing any type of podcast or just communicating, networking because you know how to understand like that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? And like me and him had this conversation, me and Mike, and I was saying like I'm from Detroit with like. A lot of people from your own city and state don't even want to support you. It takes for me to go to L.A. or Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, Miami, for them to support me. And then right. my city be like, oh, I'm messing with you. Come on. Yeah. When you get back, let's do something. I'm like, bro, I've been in Detroit all my life. Why we ain't? You know what I mean? So it's just I've just been getting love out here. And that's what I love about Miami because, like, my number one fan base is, like, L.A. And then it's, like, New York. And then it's, like, Atlanta. Then it's Detroit. Then it's Australia. I don't really got a fan base in, a, in Miami, so I just want the Latin c- community or just the Miami-based period. Right. And yeah, y'all cooler than the other side of the pillow, so I was like, you couldn't actually <laughs> nothing work. You know what I mean? You, need a, you want the Latin, like right here, you got Socrates well, the Great. We got, yeah. we, got, we got you, man. We got you in the you know, your story, man. Right here, my brother. Yes, sir. Your story tells how you are as a person. Appreciate it. And everything so far, man, sounds good to me. And what about stand-up? You doing stand-up? Yeah, I'm getting back into stand-up. I haven't really... I did stand-up, like I said, when I first moved to L.A. Like, I did it, like, 2018, 2019. I did it for, like, a year and a half. But stand-up wasn't, like, really my niche. I, I wouldn't say that I failed at it. It's just that I really didn't... I didn't really perfect it. I opened up for, like, two people. I opened up for, like, Damon Wayans Jr., and then I opened up for Fluffy, like, Gabriel Arie, the, um mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But far as... Like, I liked it that because I had a brand new audience that didn't really know me. But when I did right. open mics, it was, like, kind of hard because you got to make other comedians laugh. And they got this pride thing. Like, if I laugh at you, you funnier than me. You get what I'm saying? Right. It's like a pride thing. So right. I did it for, like, a year and a half, but I'm going to get back into it yeah, for sure. We got another comedian, Mattel, here. Yeah. The stand-up. I, I sold door-to-door to Hialeah. I used to sell office supplies. And Hialeah is just the cutest place in the world outside of Cuba. That's lit. 
Right, more Cuban than Cuba. Right. <laughs> and the only, I, I would sell to fake medical centers all day. <laughs> fake medical centers. Oh, and, and Santeria spots. <laughs> he doesn't know what Santeria is. Um, you don't know what Santeria is. It's, it's, it's Latin voodoo. Latin voodoo. Latin voodoo. Yeah, Latin voodoo. Yeah. Latin voodoo. Yeah. He's like, I ain't trying to fuck with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. You walk up to someone's crib, they got a saint, the human size, like this big. In front and of the crib. One of the food around yeah. me. Yeah. In Hialeah, you walk up to an accountant and they got the same. Yeah. Every since I watch Tales from the Hood with them voodoo dolls, I don't even mess with them. <laughs> like, yeah, Yo, crazy. someone should do some funny ass shit though and like pose in one of those and when someone walks by, come out that bitch. Because <laughs> that's how big they are. They are life size, dude. They probably would get beat up or something. I ain't gonna lie. My reflex would probably swing on one of them. I ain't gonna lie. It's a lot Huh. Say I said they probably get beat up or something. My reflex probably try to swing. <laughs> no, no, they'll be scared. They'll be out of there, bro. Right, right. They'll go to the nearest <laughs> other Santero. <laughs> 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 That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, brother! But you love on the real. Like I was saying, you should do a skit with. You want the Latin base, Socrates, and the Benga here, <laughs> and he will lock down the Dominicans and the Cubans <laughs> in one shot. And you want Peru get Boris over here? Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't forget about the Zos, though. Oh, yeah, get the Haitians. You got him right here. Oh, you Haitian? Man, that's one thing about Miami, bro. I done ran into so many people that I thought was black, and they was talking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, what's up, my nigga? Oh, yeah, you ain't a nigga right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> Uh, I got I got a joke real quick. Y'all want to hear? It? Yeah, yeah, go for it. What do you call a black person to have a baby by a Samoan? By a Samoan? What? Samoan niggas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're Samoan. <laughs> You're not Samoan. You know my family. But it's the. <laughs> it's oh. It is. It is. Right. When was the last time you went to Tonga? Oh. Hawaii, Hawaii lit here. I saw it in Hawaii too. Though. Hawaii's dope. I love it's Hawaii. Dope. Super expensive though. Yeah. They don't yeah, play yeah. no games. The prices. <laughs> Never been there. Yeah, gas was already nine, ten dollars like six, what? seven years ago. Holy yeah. Shit. Yeah, because the price is getting it there. Yeah, exactly. That's a motherfucker. But the price I was just playing. Up. It wasn't that much, but I know Newport's like twenty five dollars for sure though. Like man, everybody I smoke with they went over there. Like I swear to God, that joke was crazy. It like, I'm going to fill my tank up. I'm going to get them Newports, man. I'm going to smoke and just right. run out of gas. <laughs> like, it was right. crazy. Like, yeah, so. Yo, man, well, we appreciate you coming through. I'm man, glad we did your skit. We should do another skit while we yeah. out here. Yeah, yeah man. I appreciate y'all. Thank you very much, man, for being yeah, here, man. I appreciate it. Let's, let's kick back, yes, have sir. some. Oh, we our, our bartender left us. Oh, yeah. my God. Damn. He done, he done slipped Damn, out. Damn, <laughs> Oh, That's crazy. All right, well, we got beers. Let's drink some beers. Let's get it. Hey, man, have fun. Thank you for being yeah, here. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for the positive energy. Hey, please come back anytime. This is your house, man. Yes, sir. All right.